Hello, and welcome to Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and I believe everyone should be living the life of their dreams. This show is going to be a weekly dose of magic to help guide you to living your best life. When you feel good, then success in all areas of your life is easy to achieve. I love to empower people to discover their dreams and to ignite their lives. This show will be full of personal development stories and skills to help you take your life to the next level. My guests will be health and wellness experts and amazing spiritual beings, as well as everyday people with stories and lessons to help guide you through the ups and downs and help you get one step closer to living the life of your dreams. I want this podcast to be real and unpolished, full of honesty to show the realness of life. Here's to living your best life with gratitude and love. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome to Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Windley, and today you get a bonus, Windley. (laughs) I have my beautiful, amazing sister, Shay Windley Johnson. I have to throw Windley in, but she is married. So it's Shay Johnson in the house. (laughs) Once a Windley, always a Windley, right? Yes, once a Windley, always a Windley. So you guys, so to to my my new listeners that are learning about me and my life and those who are my loyal fans, those people who know me know that I have a lot of siblings. <laughs> so it tends to get a tiny bit confusing, <laughs> but Shay is my half sister. We have the same dad and different moms, but I love her. I love all of my siblings equally. And life in my world was supposed to happen this way because I'm beyond blessed to have Shay as my sister. And more importantly, that I have her mom as the most amazing bonus mom that a girl could ever ask for. Mm -hmm. And I thank you and your mom for keeping us such a strong family unit. So so I guess, you know, I guess what I really want to say in that is that no matter your friends, your family, however you're related, you can create this beautiful relationship because you and I have such a quite a big age difference too and have always been amazingly close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With such a, with such a big age difference. There's really only a few. Well, I think, I think (laughs) for me, since I was the only one from my mom, like to have a sister and I, you know, I didn't, think I was going to have any other siblings or even our younger siblings, but, and there's a huge age difference between even me and them Uh, just to have siblings was very exciting for me growing up. So I, I loved that. Right. And I never had children. I always said, well, I just let my dad keep having kids. I mean, you don't even need to have your own, I guess. (laughs) So I guess I'll, I'll do a quick rundown. So it was my brother, and myself, Jeff and Nicole. And then 13 years later, my mother had my sister, Amanda, who I love and adore and worship. And ironically enough, Shay and Amanda are kind of like sisters. I call her my, <laughs> I call her my, my quarter sister. Yeah. <laughs> they share me. They share me, but yeah. they have a beautiful relationship as well. So it's, and then Shay, you were born when I was 17. I, I believe I was 17, 16. Yeah. Let's, well, I thought you were 15 and Jeff was 17. Maybe, How yeah. Old's How old's Amanda? I don't even know. 
Do you know when she was born? How old are you? <laughs> 33. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, I didn't want to drop my age, but people know I'm, I'm 49. So yeah. Amanda would be 35. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you were 15 and Jeff yeah. was 17. Yeah. yeah. So, but. I was 18 when Ava was born and 20 when Anna was born. Yeah. So we have two more sisters that came mm-hmm. along and boy, it was a shock. Won't lie. I, I know <laughs> Shay and I both were like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I'm now the middle child. <laughs> <laughs> but I love those two little love nuggets yeah, more than anything. They have really shown me a lot. They've shown me the relationship that I've been able to watch them have with my dad is beautiful. Yeah. So gosh, I am beyond blessed to have each and every one of y'all in my life. I I love it. I'm I'm so, so blessed. many girls. I love <laughs> I love my sissies. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit of Shay and <laughs> and so I'll let you go ahead and tell it, but your little like story of how you came to be mm-hmm. and I like to call her, you know, my both my sisters are so cool, you know, how she came to be this cool freaking rock star <laughs> that she is. Well, she's married to one, but <laughs> That's a real, he's a real rock star, but um, which FYI, he did do the music to believe it. He Jesus. did. It is an original. Yeah. <laughs> from music.com. I'm going to plug my husband. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> check out his music but it will I'll say how cool was it that I was able to call my sister in a panic trying to get my podcast out and I was like I need music help how cool was it that my brother-in-law just sent me over (laughs) my music so it was awesome that it was and it's you know it's perfect I can't imagine it being you know any other way now yeah Yeah, being so perfectly suited for it, which is cool. Well, so I guess just to kind of just preface, I guess, and start out, I had a really traditional upbringing with, I mean, I would say pretty traditional. Granted, our parents were divorced. They divorced when I was four-ish, but they were both super heavily involved in my upbringing. They were friends with each other. I was extremely lucky in that regard. But, you know, just very traditional academics. They were really hard on, not hard on me, but just very encouraging of doing well. And it was kind of, I went to a private school, so very structured. And it was kind of just like, you go to college, you get a job, you do these things and, you know, you get your successful. Just that's how it works. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I did that. I went to school. I was a little left of center always in that I was pretty artistic kid. I pretty much knew early on that I was not going to be, you know, working your traditional office job. When no, I, let's, let's yeah. talk about your, your like <laughs> for yeah. all things scary back when you were. Yeah, I was really obsessed with horror films <laughs> and Halloween and everything. Like we would always scare the dog doo doo out of each other. Dad, especially. <laughs> I know I got I've gotten dad like probably the best ever a couple of times just by like hiding under the dining room table at night randomly on an evening and just grabbing his ankles. 
literally, I got so much pleasure from doing that. <laughs> we certainly were never at a loss of scaring each other. Yes. I was not the scarer. I'm always the scarer. You were. <laughs> but certainly not a loss of laughter in our in our lives. We've always yeah. been a very fun-loving, laugh-it-off kind of family. So. Yeah, <laughs> Definitely. So yeah, I, I was a little left of center in that regard, but knew that like, you know, I was still going to take a traditional path, go to college and then whatever. But so I went to college and when I actually decided I really wanted to go into film school, I wanted to make horror films, of course, I, <laughs> as most kids are and want to, you know, make horror films. So <laughs> I, <laughs> super normal. I went to film school at Florida State and while I really enjoyed it and loved it, also the timing of everything was kind of unfortunate. I graduated high school in mm. 2005 and then graduated college in 2009. So I got to watch the entire stock market crumble and cry because I realized I was not going to be employed for a long time after I got out of school. So with that kind of happening, I was like, Right, because we don't think about that. I mean, I was in real estate when that happened. Yeah, and you you also watched it. (laughs) But it affected like everyone where you don't think about the college kids. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and it was literally like I had one year left and it was like, why even try? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to get a job. No one could get any jobs. Yeah, so that was really, that kind of intensified my anxiety about what was going to happen, I guess, after graduating and what my trajectory was going to be like, because at that point I knew I wasn't going to go struggle in LA or New York and try and work in film when, you know, I knew the economy would eventually bounce back. But by that point I would, I would be at the same level as kids getting out of school at that time, but like having worked longer, but not have gotten anything out of it and struggle and would have probably struggled for a lot longer than I would have needed to. So I kind of decided I was going to change gears. And my sweet mother was like, just stay in school. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Cause I remember being like, Oh, she's staying in and getting her master. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I was like, okay, well, if I stay and get my master's, maybe that'll put me ahead of some people when I get out. It didn't end up helping me at all. (laughs) I mean, it's helping me now, but it didn't help me at the time get a job because I ended up interning for like basically nine months after that for free. So, (laughs) and so what I ended up doing, I ended up getting out of school and Dad, I will say, I will, I will say, I will say, say, I will say, say that looking at it now and I'll let you tell your story, but it's like, what was supposed to happen? This was right. Yes. Your path, right. It, it, It all like, especially looking back on it now at all, it all was so perfectly but at the time, it's like panic. Yes, yeah. It at was the ter- time, it was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> and and I was just like, I just like was so, I also had this false sense of entitlement as most millennial children do in that I had gone to school and worked so hard and done all the things my parents told me to that do. you were supposed to do, right? <laughs> to do, to get, to be successful. And then I remember like at first looking for jobs and, mom was like, well, maybe you should look at some internships. And I was like, I'm not, I was like, I'm not, what? I didn't just (laughs) go to school for this long 
to like intern. Like I, I, I just like, uh, well, I have a master's. Yeah. I was like, meh, 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 meh. <laughs> but that's not the way life works. Mm-hmm. And it was very sweet and encouraging of my parents to make me feel like that's how life works. But, but <laughs> the reality of it is that it doesn't. And life does throw, you know, like this, stock market totally bottoming out and, and COVID. And, and so you have to, you know, I learned very quickly that you have to be adaptable and ah, uh, yes, adjust, you know, yeah. I, I'm a tourist, not to talk about astrology, but I am super stubborn. Talk I, about it. It's, I, 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 I guess I that's change. all we talked about. <laughs> and I hate change, but I've learned Inevitable. that I, adaptability is everything and that even though I don't like change, being adaptable and kind of go with the flow is. Say, I've always been, you know me, I'm like a creature of habit. Like, don't change yeah. my routine. Don't change, you yeah. know, yeah. but change is inevitable. And that's the one thing we can always count on is change. Yeah. yeah. And so it's that de- I definitely have learned how to adjust, how to, how to accept change and be easier yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you <laughs> accept it, then you, you know, you can then not t- hold on to that anxiety about it and then just breathe and be like, okay, this is how I'm going to handle it. This is how I'm going to adapt. This is how I'm going to move forward. Because when you've got all that anxiety, you're kind of paralyzed. So I try not to be that way. <laughs> I try very hard to continue to be more adaptable. But so I kind of on an off chance, dad had had a a friend in Nashville that thought maybe I could go hang out at his music company. Why not? (laughs) So I was like, okay, I guess, you know, like, why not? And I ended up interning for them for nine months before finally being hired. But I really think, you know, getting out of Atlanta, not that Atlanta was bad. Atlanta was amazing. I love growing up there. But to go to my own city where I didn't know anyone and kind of start my own thing was like a really big thing for me to feel like I was in control of my life and my mm-hmm. destiny and things like that. And while the music industry thing was shorter lived, it was really good, I think, for me to work in a office environment even though I was doing a lot of creative work, but just to get that kind of structure and see how it all works, basically. And I did that for four-ish years. Yeah, um, how, yeah. I was thinking, how long did you do that? Yeah, uh, four-ish years, I think. Four I mean, years. you got to vote for the Graham, for the... I did, I got to vote <laughs> for, for the CMA. Member. I was a member of the Country Music Association. Yes. Very cool. For right? Me. Four years in in Asheville? <laughs> yes. And I mean, I, it was very, very fun. I got to do and see and meet and be with a lot of really very, very cool creative people. And I really loved doing it. The lifestyle of it all, though, was uh, not for me. And basically kind of towards the end of my stint in the industry, I was traveling all the time and Mm -hmm. I was entering into my late twenties and having this like life crisis of if I'm approaching my thirties, I should have a home. I should should be married. I should have, I should be pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. So I, but isn't that sad that we put those quote unquote labels or those 
to do's. Like, I don't know who in created this. You got to go to college. Then you yes. graduate. Then you get married. Then you yes. buy a house. Then you have a kid. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so, yeah, I felt that pressure kind of knocking at the door and, but I also was like, just unhappy. I, well, I wasn't unhappy. I would just say I was, um, like not, I didn't feel like I was doing what I wanted to do to put it plainly. I felt like I was really good at it and I liked doing it, but I wasn't like, it didn't feel like it was the right, like I wasn't on my path. And that's how, you know, Shay, I got to that point. I remember I was laying on my couch and I was just like, is this life? Yeah. I don't have a bad life. Yeah. Why am I I not having this great life? Yeah. yeah, And I sought out to, yeah. yeah. It it wasn't even, like, yeah, because I was I don't want to be like, oh, I had this awful life. No, it wasn't awful. It just, I felt like there was something to this thing called life. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, like when, when you're doing something that you're good at and, and that's great and people love what you're doing and it's encouraging, but you aren't passionate about it then, you know, you're missing that spark. And that's kind of what was going on. So I quit <laughs> and <laughs> I know we were like, what? <laughs> literally probably gave dad and mom heart attacks because especially dad, because he loved that I worked in the music. Oh, yes, honey. That was it, right? You guys yes. went to the CMAs a couple oh, times. He loved it. But, you know, I knew while he would be, be you know, bummed, I, I knew it, I, he would want me to be happy. So, Well, later um, we'll get to tell your other claim to fame that he's proud of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so then, yes, alarmed my parents. And to be honest, and I think this is, it's probably good to be honest about this, is that I probably spent about four months, maybe even six months, not really having any idea what I was going to do. And it was a pretty mm-hmm. dark, dark time for me. It was a lot of waking up and playing games on my phone <laughs> and distracting myself from figuring out what my path was and what I wanted to do because I was too scared to really like take a chance on any of the things that I might be interested in because of, you know, all the, the just fear of not being successful, not being good at it, not, it not working out. Yeah, I have. I, yeah, a lot of people struggle with yeah. that. I'm not enough. Yeah. I'm not funny enough. I'm not lovable enough. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I really let that fear paralyze me for a while, which was too bad. But I think I also needed to go through that to now realize that that was I, the path that, you were. Supposed- yeah. And, you know, as I move forward, to not let that fear. And that anxiety paralyzed me in that way. But so I actually, one of my country music buddies, a guy by the name of Frankie Ballard, who's a country music star, his wife, who had been a dear friend of mine, her name's Chrissy, Chrissy Ballard. Adore her. Yeah, she's just so cute and so wonderful and so creative and very inspiring. (laughs) Had me over. She had just moved to Nashville from Los Angeles and wanted to have a a craft night. And I was like, cool, crafts. (laughs) What am I going to (laughs) craft? Right? Yeah. And I was just like, 
I was feeling, especially during that dark time, I was, I had all this creative energy, but I didn't have anything to lit it out in. So this was kind of a really great opportunity for me to sit down and be like, well, what do I like to do? And what do I like to like craft? And she, I thought I had always made jewelry, which is like the weirdest other little thing that I've done since I was a kid. I used to like, you're very detailed. I mean, you're very detailed. Yes. I like detail. Where I'm like, I can't figure this out. Forget it. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I will sit here for hours. And I had like, remember in high school, I had like made these beaded necklaces and I would sell them to my mom's friends. <laughs> And I can't believe people bought them because they probably like, I don't know what they were made out of, <laughs> but, but people did. And, and so she had invited me to this craft night and I was like, well, I've done that before. Well, that was fun. So, and I had seen some necklaces and, and stuff that I had seen that I was like, I bet I can make that. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, and that's a funny thing because you say that sometimes and I've said that and then gotten to try to do something and then found out quickly that I can't. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I can do that. Yeah, I can, I can figure that out. No, it's like dad in the cartwheel. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he dislocated his shoulder. So uh, right. <laughs> we'll always heat those, but heat them when they seem safe. <laughs> those inner voices but so yeah, I, we got we got lucky in the dad department we do have a pretty pretty amazing dad I know we've mentioned right. him a couple times but he tries he, everything <laughs> right. as a quote that my dad that we live by and you know what I'm probably going to say that every day is a holiday and yes. every meal meals a feast so that's how we were, were yes. a, little better, and, a lot is a whole lot better right yes <laughs> but so I went over and did the craft night, I decided I was going to make this necklace. Four hours later, I finally finished it. <laughs> but and it was pretty cool. And, and my girlfriend was like, oh my gosh, you should be doing this. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this was fun, but no, 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 no. And I was also thinking that I was maybe going to just do freelance creative work for, for music companies at the time. And I was like, I'm just going to start my freelance business and photography and, and video. Yeah. yeah. I've got too much to do. So I'm not going to do that. And she was like, well, this is pretty cool. I feel like I could totally sell this. And if I sell it, you know, or if I like post it and a lot of people are interested in it, then I think that you should think about doing it. And long story short, that happened. And then I had to eat my words and start a business. <laughs> and it evolved. I mean, it, it's definitely not the same business it was when I first started out, but, and it, well, and it's, it, we're always growing and evolving yeah, and, yeah. you know, that's what makes you so great or who everyone so great is that you can adjust and create and yes. grow and, yeah. and learn. learn and grow and, and learn. And grow. Yeah. And like, as someone who literally, I may have started with no capital, I had nothing, I had no investors. <laughs> I didn't have a business plan. I didn't even really know what that was. I mean, I did kind of, but not really. And I was just like, I'm going to just do this and figure it out. And yes, I made a lot of mistakes. And yes, I, you know, had to maneuver and adjust and, you know, overcome a lot to, to get to where I am. But it, certainly all served me for the better. And now I feel like 
and not that everyone should start their business this way, but it just, I feel very fortunate to have been able to firsthand experience a lot of the things that I can now bequeath to other people to help, you know, them with their beginning their own businesses and things to avoid and stuff like that. And, and it really helped me to just gain more adaptability and grow and learn more and not take. Look at all that change. Yeah. And guess what? You didn't die. (laughs) I didn't die. And if anything, the business continued to grow and not to take, you know, all the setbacks and things and things that went wrong and whatever, and not take them as, you know, hindrances, but use them to make things better. And so now I am the proud owner of a pretty cool, I think, (laughs) (laughs) specializing in vintage, repurposed, antique, Southwestern jewelry and accessories and homewares. Yes. I do like to say that my sisters make me cool. (laughs) <laughs> all my sisters make me cool they make me cooler I'm, I'm already cool they make me cooler <laughs> <laughs> you make me cool <laughs> I think I always thought my older sister was the coolest oh thank you <laughs> I still do oh <laughs> let's not get snappy so yeah so tell us about three wolves so yeah so uh, three wolves as I had said it's a kind of accessories, jewelry and accessory and some homewares business that where I, I deal in a lot of just straight vintage or antiquities and, or because I've I've always had this like need and want to physically create, I also repurpose and upcycle broken or unwanted or discarded pieces and try to give them new life and then, you know, have someone enjoy them for even longer than they might have not, you know, had I not put my zhuzh on it. Um, <laughs> right. And we kind of, I remember, Shay, me and you and your mother, my, mm-hmm. main, my amazing bonus mom did I mention, we were on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. vacation, break, whatever we want to call it, in mm-hmm. the mountains up in the highlands, yeah. and yeah. we all kind of fell into this turquoise shop oh yeah 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 I remember we just I mean we spent hours there mm-hmm, and did. that was kind of when you were yeah molding into yeah yeah, was like yeah. I started the business but I was doing kind of I was using some I was already doing some repurposing using some antique southwestern pieces but after that, I was like, oh man, like I really, this is something I really love this style and I love, you know, Native American culture. And I really, that's always been, yes. About it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, yeah, I started really incorporating more after that. And then after I'd met my husband, we were not married yet but no you were newly dating newly dating and he (laughs) is a musician as we mentioned earlier and he took me decided he was going to allow me to be his his penny lane tour (laughs) band-aid me across America to California and back in a van. (laughs) And you guys, can I just say, I'm still shocked. I still am shocked that you 
do this. You guys yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, we're used to a nice hotel yes, yes, yes. with chocolates on the middle yes. and a turn down service. Yes. I and you did it. Turndown. I love a good turn down service. But you don't get turned down on a van, do you? Uh, no, you don't. Not at the Motel 6 at the Super 8. <laughs> nope. But, but that's, it was really fun. And so we drove and all through. But how cool to, to be open to doing that and yeah. how much it has changed your life. Oh gosh. Yeah. It super affected the business in the best way possible and, and being able to be, you know, go to the source and really, you know, it just really opened up my world to this whole culture and just all the different possibilities. And it just kind of deepened my love for it as well. And so that snowballed after coming back from that tour, it just kind of snowballed and <clears throat> into this, the business that it kind of is today. And so, yeah, that's, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, it was important for me to kind of take those leaps of faith early on to realize my path and realize the path for the company and, you know, taking those risks was scary, but necessary. Yeah. I mean, it helped you become you. Yes. And I think you're a thousand percent happy with who oh, Shay yeah. is today. Okay. As I am, I'm like, for everything that I've gone through, the struggle, all of it. Yes. I'm now thankful and grateful for the person that I am sitting here on a podcast, my own podcast, Believe yeah. Achievement, with my sister, you know, talking about this stuff yeah. and wanting to help and share and mm -hmm. serve others. So yes. it's, <laughs> I couldn't be more myself today than I've ever been in the past. And I think that that's cool. And I think that that's, an achievement. And I mm -hmm. think that it's important and special and hard and tiring, but also exciting to go through all the things that you have to go through to get to that point. I feel incredibly lucky at my age to feel that way. And I think that no matter where you are in life to be able to to finally say that or to know that that's what you want to say and how to, and try to get there is the most important and special thing that you can do. Cause you took the leap of faith. Yes. You could have stayed. Oh, easily. And your job. Mm -hmm. Just living life. Yeah. And I would have been fine. Yes. <laughs> I would have been yes. fine. Yes. But I think you had the courage. Yeah. And that's hard. Not immediately. It's hard, yeah. right? For, yeah. So for and listeners to okay. know that yeah. it's scary. Like it my, me taking my step is scary. You taking your step is scary. Yeah. But the beauty that you find mm -hmm. when you follow, when you listen to your gut, listen to your heart, yeah. listen to your soul. Yeah. And have the little bit of guts to take that risk. You know, we have a dad who's very risky as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all in, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's see what happens. Yeah. And to have the family support 
<laughs> let us all have our crazy little ways and not, yeah, and to be supported by, I've never not had family support and that's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, in that way. And also Shay, can I add, cause I am so proud of you for this and I know you don't even share much about it, but you do a lot of, I don't know what you would call it, but you like, I still have the keychain and I use it every day. Uh-huh. I mean, obviously it's my keychain and the proceeds all went to, oh, right. yeah. yeah. For, so yeah, if you wouldn't mind touching on that real quick before we wrap things up. So, of course. Yeah. So one of the important things I think about my business, especially as being so closely tied to the native American community or one thing that was very important to me was that I didn't want to be seen as someone that was just profiting off of, you know, someone else's culture. Right. Plainly. And I really, and you know, unfortunately there are a lot of people out there doing that. And so it was incredibly important to me to not only just like learn as much as possible about specifically, you know, the creative art of making jewelry by Native Americans back, you know, starting in the late 1800s and just be, to be, I wanted to be as knowledgeable about all of that as possible, but it was also really, really important to me to be able to give back. And I mean, not even just important, but necessary. I didn't feel like I could do what I was doing without doing that, without putting effort and time and putting a spotlight on the communities that gave us these pieces and the communities that need us, you know, even more now, more than they ever have. So yeah, I like the most fun thing that I've gotten to do in respect to that has been to make something really unique and cool and different and then sell that and take everything from, you know, all of the proceeds from it and then choose a different charity or initiative or community organization to give back to. Tied to the Native American community. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's been really, really great. I just launched another product to do that. Actually, I have one right here. I'll show it to you. I saw, I did see yeah. that on social yeah. and I was like, oh my God, I love my yeah. sister. Yeah, I know. I'm really <laughs> excited to do this one. I've been making these for a while. They're like little bandana slides and they're made out of old concho belts that, you know, where the leather had been broken off or whatever. And so I take little conchos and the leftover le- leather that's left, I make it like a little snap and then you can pull it up your bandana so you can keep it around your neck. And then I hand dyed all these, these bandanas in some cool colors. So I get to be creative and I also get to give back and that makes me feel really good. How beautiful um, is that? Yeah. And it, and I also think people really like that too. I mean, other people like, you know, not everyone can make something and sell it for charity. And I realize that. And so people feel like they are a part of that by purchasing and donating. Sure. I'm not creative, but I certainly. (laughs) 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 I have to lean on my siblings, my girls, my sisters. (laughs) When I need that little, that cool factor, which you actually say, you helped me come up with the leave it, achieve it. We were, we were bouncing things around night that we got my music yeah we and were. <laughs> it's fun I liked especially I like doing stuff that like that that's 
not, that's outside of my normal realm of creativity. Cause sometimes like creative juices don't flow like linearly and they don't flow the same way. And so it's, it's fun to be able to be creative in other ways when I get the chance. And it was the most fun with my sister. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. So tell our listeners where they can find Three Wolves. So we are on Instagram at Three Wolves Trading. And then from our Instagram, you can also get to our Etsy website, which is etsy.com slash shop slash three wolves trading. Uh, You can also search it in the search bar on Etsy. And then we also have Facebook, which is also three wolves trading post. So check us out. Definitely check out the bandanas because really excited to be able to give a big old check to the native American rights fund NARF, which helps protect native American rights in our country. I am so proud of you, Shay. I'm so proud to, uh, have you as my sister, have you in my life, have you inspiring me, having you in my corner. I always say, you know, one of my goals always is to strengthen my tribe. And, yes. you know, yeah, you've got to surround yourself with the right people to grow and thrive in life. Agreed. And I have had an incredible family mm-hmm. to grow and thrive in life with. So yeah. <laughs> thanks, Dad. Thanks, Marth. <laughs> I'm glad to be in your tribe. Oh, I love you so much. And thank, thank you so much of for course. being a guest yeah. on Believe It, Achieve It. And I hope that listeners, you know, that one listener today that's like, should I, should I, should I, should I? I say yes, go for it. Yes. And I know, Shay, you say yes. Go I do. It. I literally just told a girl the other day that she should start her own business. So. Do it. Do it. Spread the love. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. Thank you for being here, Shay. I love you like crazy. And as always, you guys make it an awesome, awesome day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Believe It, Achieve It. I hope you enjoyed the episode and please feel free to share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review. If you have any questions or want to reach out to me, please send me an email at coachnicolewindley at gmail.com and have an awesome day.